Well, it's debatable, but it's the word. Well, it's debatable, but it's the news, according to me. Good Friday morning. As you know, as you may have noticed, there was no show yesterday. Uh, I could have actually posted the lost show. But I still have. I still have yet to post. There was uh, November first. There was a show uh, that I have, have yet to post. So bear with me. That one's that one's on its way. Hopefully, I can get that. I might just post it over the weekend. Uh, lost episodes. The weekend of the, of the lost episodes. Something like that. I don't know. It's, it's Called that, but there is one. There is one show I found that I had never gotten posted for some reason. Well, I know what I kind of know what it was. Um, my internet happened to be very slow. I was trying to try to get both of them to upload. I walked away from my computer, got distracted, and they never got uploaded. I just well, they got uploaded, but then I never pressed the post button on both of my accounts. I have I use a couple of different places to post. I use Podbean, which is high quality, very good. Uh, Posting site, it, you know, it, it carries things over to Spotify and all the other, you know, Apple podcasts and all that kind of stuff. As as so does uh, a thing called Castos. I use Castos as well. Castos actually allows you to use to to do more than one podcast. I mean, they 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 allow you to do uh, multiple genres. You know, it's separate, a, a totally different podcast. For no extra charge, Podbean charges you for every podcast you want to, to, you know, not not for every episode, but they charge you for every podcast you want to do. Castos does not do that, and that is a huge thing for me because I I, I do want to expand into some other areas. Around the first of the year, uh, there will be some some other things happening. I know I said that last year, but this is it is actually going to happen this year. Last year, some some changes in my life happened. Uh, I was working two different jobs as well as doing some. My running my business and, and uh, going through some transitional training for the uh, for the second job, and uh, that that transition took about three months. Uh, and uh, dur- during that time, I was working at both jobs <laughs> and learning a new job at the same time, as well as running my business. So it was and, and doing the podcast. So needless to say, uh, there were some things that got set behind a little bit, and uh, now. Now that things have kind of gotten into a groove, uh, this first year has been a little bit of a busy time. That that should hopefully kind of stabilize out a little bit. I've got a few projects that are, that are just kind of on the on the shelf that are coming down uh, to, to to be completed before the. Uh, I've got most of my notes. Part of it's going to be pouring over all the old notes. I, I hate going back over things that I've already done. I, I, I'm, that, I'm that way even when I'm, when I'm in the shop. I hate I hate redoing something. And I have a tendency, and that's actually, sometimes that's good and sometimes that's bad. Usually it's bad, because usually what you end up doing is cobbling up whatever it was you did. Well, I did that wrong, but I'll just do this to fix it, instead of going back over and starting again. Um, now, there are some people who never get out of the prototype stage. They build, they build 37 prototypes, and they never, they never come up with one. And it's never just finish it, because you're never going to have a perfect product. There's no way to make a perfect product. There's always something more you can do to improve it, or to make something more you can do to make it more uh, applicable to your situation. And situations change. I mean, in the, in the, just in, even in writing my book, I've found that as I'm writing my book, there's so much more information coming out that it's hard to stay current with that book. So I, I'm, I'm going to be writing a synopsis that's going to be much shorter, but it is going to be a, a synopsis book that's not so detailed as I was trying to make it. And I'm going to make a story from that book. And there's some of two different kinds of books. A storyline, more of a fictional book, 
that involves the, all of the procedures, all the things that are happening in the world around. It's kind of like a, uh, more along like the, kind of a, a 1984 type book, uh, kind of putting it all together and going from there. Now, which brings me to, uh, as we're putting those all together, I, I do have one thing to put together here this morning. In my cup, I have no cup. I have a thermos, which still has some uh, sweet tea, homemade sweet tea in it from my my home. I am currently in St. Louis. I've been in St. Louis since yesterday afternoon. Uh, I'll be leaving here today. I'm going to end up in Columbus tonight, but it's going to be kind of a short night in Columbus. I get in there a little bit late and uh, finish up my things there, and then I'm going to be uh, on my way out. Uh, actually, going going back home on Saturday, hopefully uh, at, a at a decent time of the day. However, I do need to go to Fayetteville, Arkansas. So in the meantime, I'm going to be in Columbus. Even though I'm in St. Louis right now, I'm going to be in Columbus tonight. I will be. Um, I'll also be in Fayetteville. I think it's Fayetteville, Arkansas. And um, the I'll, I'll, be, uh, I'll, I'll be I'll be hopefully home tomorrow night. I do have a gala to go to. Big fancy schmancy gala. Then I get a few days off, and I'll, I'll be so Monday, Tuesday, and possibly Wednesday again of next week. Uh, there will be a show, so that's uh, again same same setup the whole, the whole the whole month until the last week of the month. I'll have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I'll have a show because my my schedule shifts a little bit. We'll see how that how, how that all works out. Once again, folks, um, thanks for being with us this morning. I got, also have a backup bottle of water here <clears throat> that uh, it's just good. I've already had breakfast. I've already had my workout. Already had things going. By the way, it's it's eight eighteen a.m. and I think that's Eastern time. I'm not exactly sure. That might actually be. You know, that could actually be uh, Central time. I I, I thought that was uh, yeah. It is. It's it's a uh, eight eighteen Eastern time. Seven seven eighteen uh, Central time. So I'm. I'm Pushing the limits of earliness. It's not really early this morning, but here we are. So, once again, folks, thanks for being with me. Thanks for listening. I do have a few things to talk about. Uh, one of the big things, things that happened, I think it was Wednesday night, actually, uh, so I didn't get a chance to do a show on it Thursday. The debates. And there, there was, you know, the big debate was on, and I, I don't care what the pundits say. The pundits always tell us what we're supposed to think. Uh, the I have, I have to say, and I'm, I'm glad about this, I think that the establishment Republican base is eroding at a rapid rate and they are not sure what to do with it. They really don't know what to do with that. Uh, the, the Republican establishment likes to pretend like they're still the party, they're still in charge, and these radicals that are out there throwing these things around are just uh, reckless kids, don't know what they're saying. Uh, we need a little bit more recklessness, uh, in my opinion. Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy uh, tore it up, in my opinion. Uh, I think he struck a chord with the American people who are tired of all the niceness. Now, I have not heard Vivek call anyone scum. Nikki Haley called him scum. You're just scum. I, 
and of course the establishment Republicans aren't getting on all on that one. They're saying, oh, well, she, you know, yeah, she, she, she really, uh, he really made himself look bad by going after her. Uh, no, I, I disagree. Nikki Haley does not have the respect or the support of conservatives in this country. She comes across like she's smart and sassy. She's this woman who's large and in charge. She's not. And that little snippet, that little comment she made back to say, you're just scum. In my opinion, they should be jumping all over that. This is junior high school petty crap that she's saying. You can't take that. You can't take someone just mentioning your daughter. She, she attacked him. The whole, whole thing started because she attacked him over the fact that he started a TikTok page. Her daughter has a TikTok page. He never mentioned her daughter's name. Now, the media is playing it out like, oh, you don't talk about your, your opponent's children. Really? One of the other things he, he said was that the chair of the, of the RNC, he said he would give, him, give them his time. He can come up here on the stage and he can, he can resign. I think it's actually a woman. Who's the chair of the RNC right now. You can come right up on up here on the stage, I'll give you my time and you can resign. Because we're doing nothing but losing right now. And that's the problem with the with the establishment Republicans right now. They don't care. And they don't care. And they, they would just as soon lose than to have Donald Trump win. They don't like what's happening in the party. Well this is the party, folks. Welcome to the party. The establishment has got to go away. We've, we've, we've seen through this crap, and we, we can't win being nice like this. We have got to get tough. We can't keep patting ourselves on the head, patting our enemies on the head, our ideological enemies. We're not doing anything to educate the American people to the dangers. And what's ironic about this, so ironic, is that the left continues to sit there and say, our, our democracy is at stake. If they win, our country loses. No, our country, as it was founded, is what you're trying to destroy. It's your movement that will lose. It's your ideology that will lose. And your ideology hates this country. Look at the likes of the people on your extreme, so supposedly extreme left. They're, they're, not, they're not extreme. They're mainstream. Elhan Omar. AOC. That's, that's where your party's going. Your party is facing that direction and heading there rapidly. And most, if not all, of your party is perfectly fine in their own minds. They may not like it politically. They may not be boisterous about it politically. But they definitely align with the whole idea of having a child aborted up until the time of birth. There was a state that just recently passed that and they're trying to put it in the Constitution. But abortion is legal up to the time of birth. No other restrictions on it. Folks, 
That's a sad thing. I think I believe it might have been Ohio, actually, right next to me. Ohio's got a lot of problems. This is just going to bring down more upon it, in my opinion. Right? Well, I respect a lot of the people on, on Fox News. This, I think it was T Tammy Bruce, I believe it was, who said something about, and I don't have much respect for her. She's actually come a long ways from where she was. Uh, but she's, she's still, on this issue, she's wrong. She was saying something about, well, but I still feel bad for the person out there in this economy. It's all about the economy. And in a, when, when the economy's good, abortions go down. But she was, and I, I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know where she's getting that information. I don't, I don't know if it's causation equals, uh, it's one of those, is, it, is that really what caused, when the economy was good, did that really cause abortion to go down? I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't even know that it did. Other than, I, I don't know, I don't know what was going on there. She threw that fact out there, that, that number out there, and I don't know whether that happened or not. But, but here, here we go. She, so she says this. She says, it's all about the economy. We have to have a good economy. That, that makes abortions go down. Because people can't afford to have a child. Well, uh, there's such a thing called adoption, and there's a waiting list. People wait for years. So don't tell me there's unwanted children out there. Because there are people who will adopt. There are plenty of them, and there are waiting in line. You'd be surprised at the things that disqualify some people from being able to adopt. It's amazing. But I digress. So the, uh, <clears throat> we'll go back to this whole debate thing. Vivek just laid it on the line. Just he's, he's just being brutally honest. And this is what the Republican Party needs. We need to strip away the veneer, have some naked honesty, about the situation we're in, because we're not winning. I, I include myself in the Republican Party at this point. I'm not really consider myself Republican, but I align with them closer than anything else. And they, they're not winning. The establishment's not winning. They gotta, they've got to change gears. They've got to change the way they're, they're operating here, because they cannot just continue to go on with their status quo, the way they have been doing things. Because in this case, it is true that our country is literally at stake. Not like what the Democrats say. While they're fear-mongering, oh, we're going to lose our democracy, oh, the country's going to go, oh, we're going to get into a nuclear war, oh, we're going to lose it. No, that's, they're, they're the ones doing that. Hillary Clinton, for, for instance, Hillary Clinton was just recently, in an interview, she was talking about how, oh, this guy is so dangerous, and he's so dangerous. Talking about Trump, and he's, he's so dangerous, and, and, and he's going. He, he, he'd like to lock us all up. And uh, it, at the very moment that he was on trial in front of a bunch of people who would just love to lock him up. Well, but he's a criminal, and you're not. That's what you're telling us. How about we put you in front of a bunch of investigations and courts and all that never happened for you. Because no, no reasonable prosecutor would go after it. She didn't commit all these crimes, but no reasonable prosecutor would go after it. And by the way, I find out that uh, Nikki Haley, speaking of Nikki Haley, speaking of corruption, Nikki Haley apparently um, worked for Boeing. I didn't know this. Now, you have to understand, Boeing, well, I appreciate their products. They are a cesspool 
of government swamp creatures. They have a whole division of people at Boeing. A whole, I think a whole network there that gets on staff of people from the FAA to the government to the FBI. Because remember, if you don't happen to know this, James Comey went to, to Boeing. What? He's a he's head of the FBI and he was working for Boeing, the Boeing industry. What, what in the world are you doing there? It's, that's like Hunter Biden working for Burisma. Nikki Haley was working for Boeing. What is going on there? Has anybody looked into this? Of course not, because they got the F because they got all these government people in their pocket for the very purpose of protecting themselves. It's just like the, the Boeing 737 MAX. They had internal F FAA individuals who were on staff with them. They had their own FAA people overseeing this stuff. We called them liaisons former FAA that they hired on staff to work through all the issues. That way they have, it would unburden the FAA and they could work with their own things and then that, they, they, that way they could process things in, in, in the FAA and speak FAA language. Now, there's some, there's some validity to that process. There is, that, that's actually not a bad idea. It doesn't leave, if you get some people who understand the FAA's processes, you hire them on staff, those people now can communicate with the FAA better. It makes, it's, it makes perfect sense. However, it, it breeds corruption as well. And the whole cover-up with the 737 MAX was that there was a, an issue with the airplane that was, that was solvable, was fixable, and all the American carriers did it. They spent the extra $80,000 or whatever it was on the airplane to make it fly right. It didn't happen in some overseas markets. The training wasn't good. And the product was subpar, and they weren't trained in that subparness. So the next thing you know, we have crashes, and then we ground an entire fleet. This is pre-COVID, and then COVID hits. In the meantime, Airbus just keeps chugging along, doing their thing, taking more of the market share. The 737 MAX would have dominated the market. But no. 787 also is an extremely capable aircraft. It's got some, it's got some issues. I just you know, talk to pilots who fly and say, oh, we should do this and that. Just a couple things. No, but it's a very solid airframe. Very, very solid platform. And of course, they're right now on the drawing board working at the next iteration of, of the newest thing. That will have even greater potential, more efficiency, that kind of thing. It's, it's amazingly efficient airplane. Flies very fast and it's very efficient. Now, having said all that, there's. It's interesting that Nikki Haley went to Bowie. It's almost like an indoctrination. It's almost like a, a, a special club over there. Keep in mind that that's where James Comey. He's a member of that club as well. Nikki Haley is a is an establishment Republican. Make no bones about that, through and through. She's all on board with the military industrial complex and all the other issues that we have with big government. 
Now, having said that, in my opinion, regardless of what the pundits say, I think that Vivek won that debate because he won people over. And he was saying the thing that people who are involved and engaged in, in the political process agree with what he said and were happy with him calling out people on that stage. Chris Christie, same thing. He's just there. The only reason he's there is to be the poison pill for Trump. He's, every time he had a chance, he would call out Trump. That's, that's all he's there for. That's what he's there for, folks. That's why he's there. To call out Trump, just to continue to, to to bash Trump. Now, speaking of Trump, by the way, the other candidates that were there, uh, I think DeSantis came through as pretty much just status quo. Uh, I, I don't think that Nick. And now, I recently heard a an interview or a, a, a commentary, I guess, by uh, I can't remember her name, blonde gal, uh, used to be on Fox, Megan Kelly. And I don't care for Megan Kelly too much. Um, she seems very phony to me. She's she's not stupid, but she's also she has some opinions occasionally that are built on things that I just I don't really agree really, really with. I don't want to really like to listen to her because it's just I just it's just weird. Uh, she seems a little phony. So 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 I have uh, she made this comment about the the no vote for Trump is greater than the yes vote. This is absolutely incorrect. But she was adding up all the. Did, did the math on everybody who's uh, in the running, who's in second place. Trump doesn't even show up for the debates, and he's still in first place. Now, the, all the people who are in, in the second place can here, those who are running against Trump. If you add those all up in the polls, and then you add up Trump's approval, Trump's uh, rate, you know, is that, that the no vote for Trump is higher. No, that's not correct at all, because you don't know where those voters, you don't know if someone, if Nikki Haley drops out, you don't know where those voters are going to go. If Ron DeSantis drops out, you don't know where those voters are going to go. Vivek Ramaswamy, I'm pretty sure those voters are probably going to go to Trump. Um, I think if, if anybody's looking for anybody but Trump, now, and this is this is where the polls are, are always wrong, because the, the polls don't always include Trump. It, in fact, it's it's hilarious when they say, who won the debate last night? And you take you see a poll, and it only has the people who were at the debate. And they'll show, you know, Nikki Haley was higher, the Baker, you know, whoever it was that was higher. And then, and then they, if they include Donald Trump in the poll, Donald Trump wins. <laughs> and he wasn't even at the debate. So it, so it tells you something about that, the whole phoniness of this whole thing. So they're just they're vying for second place. That's what they're vying for. First loser. They, whoever wants to be the first loser, gets to, you want to win the first loser position. That's that's what you get. There you go. So it, this is what we have going on now. At the same time, there's there's been this other estimate now that some of the pundits are saying that if Donald Trump this, this came from Chris Christie, the polls show that if Donald Trump gets um, incarcerated, in other words, if he gets put in prison, that he will lose. He loses against Biden, and he loses against you know somebody else. Right, right now he's showing by ten points above Biden. Biden's coming out swinging, saying, "Oh, there's eight other polls that say I'm not losing. Oh, just you know the New York Times and the two that are leftist polls, pretty solid 
and the, all the others are, if, if it was the other way around, you'd say, they're, oh, those are just outliers. So it's just so ironic the way that, of course, the environment continues to just deteriorate in front of our eyes. I can't even put on a t-shirt about help. So he has, he has this, uh, literally, that's what they have this video of this. So we have this, this issue of the, that they're, and they realize now that they're just trying to get Donald Trump in jail, that they have to get him in prison because the polls are showing now they got to get him in prison. They're doing everything they can to defame this guy, to malign him. And now you're hearing the talking points coming out that, oh, he did this and this, and he devalued his, he, he overvalued his homes, he did this, he defrauded the people. He tried to, uh, he incited a, uh, an insurrection. He, he uh, took fake electors to the, to the uh, electoral college that they were going, when they, that they were going to count the electors. Folks, that has happened almost every election. There's been alternate electors there. Almost every election we've ever had, there's been alternate electors. And sometimes they've chosen those alternate electors. In the case of Hawaii, that happened in, I think it was 1987 or whatever it was. They didn't overturn the election, but they changed their electors. It happens. And it, in almost every election, there are alternate electors from some states. This is not unusual. And yet they're treating it as if he, he sent electors in there to, to overthrow and insurrect our, our, our government. This is an armed insurrection. I keep calling it an armed insurrection. The arms were water bottles and poster stands. You're telling me that the party with that's the most armed party in this country has more guns than people all showed up and forgot to bring their Second Amendment right guns. They're, they're, the, one, they're the crazy ones who forgot to bring their guns. It's not an armed insurrection. They felt that the election was stolen. And I'm telling you, there's more and more evidence coming out. And more and more people are starting to get on this bandwagon and on the train of saying, no, there were problems with that election. There were issues, and we're calling them out. And you can say all day long that, the, that that election was the most perfect election ever in the history. That just makes you more, more, it just increases the level of incredulous. It's just, it's not, you're not even credible at that point. You start coming out and making Joe Biden's the best president we've ever had, but he's getting old and he's, doing, he's low in the polls and we're kind of concerned he might, but he's the best president we've ever had. You can't have both ways, folks. I keep coming out saying how wonderful Biden is, how wonderful his policies are, and what a great job he's done, but he's not very popular and it's because of his age. And so he, he, he might want to step, people on the, on the, like influential people, people who've been in the party, solid, Axelrod, some of those people are all kind of coming out and saying, oh, you know, it's, uh, we may not want to have you running again. And Vivek, again, came, came out and said, why don't you guys just announce who you're actually going to run? We all know that Joe Biden's not going to be on the ticket in 2024. Why don't you just come out so we can run against that? Because that, Then this is exactly their plan. I've been saying it. They want to hide the person that they, got in, got, they have in, in, this, in the wings. The DNC is going to choose once again who their candidate will be. Because they're the Democratic Party, right? They're very Democratic. They're Democrats. They want to choose once again who they're, who they're, they want to make it look like the people chose, but that's not, that's not what's happening here at all. They want to choose. And they don't want anybody to know who that choice is. 
there's probably a lot of fighting going on behind the scenes right now. A lot of groveling, a lot of positioning, deals being made. Oh, if you could hear all the phone calls and see all the emails. I bet every day it is a flurry of activity to show who's going to be the next nominee because they know it's not going to be Joe Biden. Now, it's probably going to be Gavin Newsom. Now, the question is, is it going to be Gavin on the top of the ticket? Who's going to be his running mate? All this stuff is it all plays into the questions of what is really going to happen here. And at this point, I think Gavin Newsom is at the top of their list. He's got to be one of the top three. There are a few others that I speculate on. But there's also some issues with them that I think I think that they're trying to get away with the... Of course, there's issues with Gavin Newsom. The, the problem is, if they pull out somebody too soon now, then they all start running against that person now. They love it that the fact that everybody's running against Joe Biden right now. Joe Biden's record. Joe Biden this. Joe Biden that. Because they're wasting all their energy, resources, and time going after Joe Biden. And by the time they get their their guy to step in, he's going to shine like a like a bright star in the middle of a dark night. Because it's not going to be Joe Biden. Well, look, we have a wonderful Joe Biden was a wonderful person, but we have this even better, even better. How could you how could you be even better than Joe Biden? The eighty one million man votes. Who's going to get? Who's going to get another? One? And of course, now they're all upset because a lot of the uh, laws are changing. A lot of the, they're onto this whole thing with, with some of the voting areas. And of course, this again, this is another thing that I think that the DN or the RNC is just messing up because they're not doing things right. They're not, they're not educating people on the fact that they've got to change the way they think about voting, or we got to change the way we vote. It's, it's it needs to be a national holiday, and that's the only day you're going to be allowed to vote. States aren't going to be allowed to have this six-week vote voting process. National holiday in person. There you go. Registered, ID'd, one person, one vote, counted at the facility where it's at, overseen by local personnel. But they don't like that because that disenfranchises people. Who's a disenfranchise? If you have a one wrong vote, if you have any fake votes, there's, there's this video right now of this guy standing up. He's, he's out away from the polling area. He's, he's, he's got his poster up on the street corner. He's near a polling area, and he's handing, passing out uh, voter cards, and he's for the GOP. He's for the Republican Party. And he's got, obviously, Trump, a Trump supporter. He's got probably got a Trump hat on or something, a Trump, Trump t-shirt or whatever it is. And this guy comes up and just starts laying into him, calling him, cussing, swearing, I'll call him all kinds of names, calling him an animal, a rapist, an insurrectionist. Supporting the mob that attacked our capital, going on and on. And then, and then someone else approaches that, that booth to, to get one of their flyers. And this guy steps up and starts berating them. Oh, you don't want to support these guys. These guys are all about this, this, and that. What, what is that? That's fascism, folks. That's fascism. It's, it's, it's interesting to me that, that there's a guy on campus recently, the public campus, he was on there, he's, I think he was preaching, he was, and this guy comes up and he starts talking about how he disagrees with everything he's saying, 
Well, no, this was this was actually Charlie Kirk. This is, I'm thinking of one. Charlie Kirk. There was a couple of those, but there was the Charlie Kirk was actually on a, on a campus. Monkey um, got a thing called Turning Point, or whatever he's got. He's up there, and he, I, I, don't, I don't necessarily care for Charlie Kirk too much, but he, he does. He, he's good at what he does, and he uh, he was going on about some things, and this guy starts to confront him on this college campus. And he wants to, He starts talking about you. No, he goes, well, let's have a discussion. He said, well, let's have a discussion because you're well, you're. And then he just lays into him. There's no discussion. He just starts calling him names. You're a racist. You're a bigot. You do all these things. You incite people to do, you know, violence. You're you hate, you're hateful. Okay, name something I've said that's hateful. Name something I've said that's racist. He wouldn't. He wouldn't give any explanations. He just kept on ranting. He says, "I want you off my campus." And he walks away. That's what a fascist would say. I want you off my campus. That's what a fascist. Would, a fa Here's a guy who wants to have a conversation, and you don't want to have a conversation. You just want him off campus. That's what a fascist would say. Now, if the guy doesn't want to have a conversation. If, if Charlie Kirk would have been yelling back at him and being and saying violent things, now you can now get him off the campus. He doesn't want to have a conversation. But he does. He doesn't. He wants to have a conversation. But this is the left, folks. The hypocrisy is so rich and thick. They don't see it in even themselves. Once again, folks, I have to have a short show today. Thank you for being with me. Thank you for listening. Uh, pray for our leaders. That's, there's, there's, there's change happening. Continue to pray and pray for each other. Have a great weekend. Shabbat Shalom, and I will try to post that uh, lost show over on Saturday or Sunday. Once again, thanks for being with me. Thanks for listening. God bless. Have a great weekend.